splish splash, glub glub. These are the sounds that you might hear <laughs> at the pool at the pool party of America's most major league podcast, the Pod People. I'm the pool ghoul, Matisse Van Rossum. I'm steroid Shrek Ben Sheets. And let us pour one out for our fallen comrade, eastbound and drowned, Cleveland Mosier. I'm eastbound and drowned, Cleveland Mosier. I give this movie a two and a half out of five. Spoilers! Oh my god. <laughs> Cleveland did go see the movie with us, and he hated it so much that he had to go home and lie down. So, <laughs> so Ben and I Ben and I are handling this one. It really affected him. It's... He, he fell in a pool once as a kid, and he was never the same. <laughs> He's never the same. Uh, well, it's the first new film of 2024, uh, the year of 2020, more water in movies. <laughs> the wetness has arrived. The wetness. You know, this is the second year in a row where we've rung in the new year with a with a, a movie about a pool. <laughs> Infinity Pool last oh, year. Oh, <laughs> shit, you're right, yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, I, wish, I wish this movie was as good as that. We just got back from seeing Night Swim. Yes. Uh, the the new uh, Blumhouse Atomic Monster Universal. Now movie. they're uh, they've uh, merged. Did you see that uh, Blumhouse acquired Atomic Monster? Oh, did they really? And okay, now they're one thing together. Interesting. It just I, happened a week or so ago. I did not see that. Uh, hot off the presses. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah well, this is uh, this is a film written and directed by Bryce McGuire, based off of a four minute short film. Um, a <laughs> uh, four minute YouTube it short sure film. Is. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> Who, buddy, isn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, the the film stars uh, Nepo Baby Wyatt Russell. Uh, and you know uh, what. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I never you never put that together that he's Kurt Russell's son. He looks just (laughs) like Kurt Russell. (laughs) He does. Now that you say it, they're both in that uh, Apple TV uh, Godzilla show where he's Monarch. Yeah, Wyatt Russell is pretty good. Actually, he's playing the younger version of. Uh, of his dad's character um but yeah we got wyatt russell in this and uh carrie condon man she she's fallen since what the banshees of inishirin um i feel like she's much better than this movie uh but yeah night swim um we just predicted this last week in our predictions episode uh cleveland was pretty pessimistic about it i was cautiously optimistic Kind of hoping that this was going to be this year's uh, smile, mid-budget, high-concept, dumb horror movie. It wasn't quite that. Yeah, well, you know, like, the the concept itself of a haunted pool is inherently ridiculous and silly. And, you know, I think uh, one of the big things about inherently silly premises, in horror movies especially, is, like, you kind of have to play it straight. You can't be too wink, wink, nudge, nudge about right. it. Or it just feels like it falls flat most of the time. I feel like this is a counterexample to that almost. Because this movie plays it very straight. Deadly serious. Yeah. Deadly and serious. that, you know, is for better and for worse. I yeah, think... I found this a pretty funny movie. I'm, yeah, I must, I must say, <laughs> yeah. for as for as seriously as it takes itself. That being said, I I I do appreciate that it wasn't constantly winking at the audience. Sure, um, yeah, because I think that would have made it more annoying. Yeah, um, the sincerity of of how stupid it is is what makes it kind of funny. Yeah, I, I think yeah, in a lot 100%. of ways, hundred percent. And it's and... not. I don't think it's quite like so bad it's good but it hovers around there yeah well you know like the thing about a haunted pool is like a backyard pool is kind of a throwaway thing in normal people's lives sure like you swim in it every once in a while maybe in the summers but most of the time it's green and (laughs) gross yeah yeah but when you have a movie centered around a haunted pool you really have to 
center it in conversations. Yes. And they shoehorn the shit it's out so of funny, the It's movie. so funny, dude. It's so funny, dude. This movie... Um, the script is remarkably stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in but in a way that I found kind of endearing. I I I don't think this is a good movie. Um but I really didn't have a bad time with it. No, I I, I was laughing a lot. I was right. laughing a lot, and I don't know if I if I would have as much fun with it on like a repeat viewing, but um I I enjoy it for the most part. Who boy, man. This is we're 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 recording this uh, on on opening night of this yeah. film, and there were three other people in the theater with the three of us for yeah. a grand total of six, six people on night swim, <laughs> on night swim, so, on opening night swim, if yeah. you will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that says everything that needs to be said, really, about this movie. Um, I can't say that uh, that people who did not decide to spend their Friday evening watching Night Swim really missed out. Yeah, well, it's funny. Bryce McGuire, the director slash writer, he has, like, I think three movies coming out in the next three months. A Night Swim, Imaginary, and Baghead. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, and both Imaginary and Baghead look kind of... Kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Again, kind of the same thing, though, where it's, like, like high concept, but, like, fucking stupid, you know? Could which, be funny. Which, you know, I guess I'm, I'm all for, man. I, you know, we talk about it a lot in regards to stuff that we like a little bit better, like, you know, Smile and Mithrigan and stuff like that. But I'm all for them just like throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Sure. Like I would, I would have had so much less fun with this if there, if it didn't have a stupid gimmick of a haunted swimming pool. There certainly is a legacy of movies like this though, that are based on YouTube shorts that really struggle to stretch the concept to a feature length film. Yeah. But gave me big lights out vibes. I was going to say lights out is the obvious comparison, but you know, compared to Lights Out, I found this movie much more watchable, much more entertaining. I barely remember Lights Out. That's the thing. I think, you know, time will tell on this one, obviously. Yeah. But, like... I think, I, it, yeah, I think that's hard to say because we literally just got back from saying it. I will say I laughed more. Yes, in this yes, one. true. This is goofier. Um, this is much goofier. I, I did I did watch the short um, this afternoon uh, while I was on my lunch break, and pretty unremarkable. I, yeah. I thought it was very nicely shot and had a pretty high production value. It's the kind of thing that I think we would have been really impressed by if one of our classmates made it in sure. film school. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, it, it's basically just like, a woman is swimming in a pool at night. She goes underwater and looks up and she sees like a shadowy figure standing above the pool. And when she surfaces, there's nobody there. She does that a couple of times and then she sees the figure and oh, it's her. And then the lights in the pool go out and the lights come back on and she's gone. It's like, that's basically it. And then the last full minute of the movie is credits yeah. <laughs> one fourth of its red time is credits um and uh yeah i saw that i i was i was a little bit more optimistic before i watched that and then today i was like uh-oh how they turned in this into a feature-length movie yeah because like that premise in itself is a great short film premise sure because you know it's so simple it's so direct i think the problem is even now, yeah. like extending it out to a full feature, you really start to see the stretch marks and the seams. And um, I will say, this movie starts off with something somewhat similar. Um, we start yeah. off with uh, a young girl who uh, sees her brother's like toy boat floating in the pool. Mm -hmm. This is a. It starts in 1992. This mm -hmm. scene, yeah, our sort of cold open. Yeah, and so she goes out to retrieve it for him. It seems like he's on life support. He's or something. sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she goes out, and we have this kind of spooky pool sequence to open mm -hmm. the movie. I I think 
gets shot pretty well this yeah. opening sequence um you know she tries to get the the boat and she's pulled in we we get some interesting shots of like through the water we can see figures and stuff mm-hmm. there's a really cool one where like i don't know if you noticed it but there were like multiple different figures kind of on the periphery very out of focus like one on the the diving board yeah side. Mm-hmm. yeah it's always kind of hard to tell because of, like the ripples of the water i will say like yeah uh i, I think this movie is shot pretty well uh across yeah. the board obviously for a fucking movie about a haunted swimming pool like there's going to be a lot of underwater photography and i thought all of that was was very good they do some some interesting creative things like i do think that like visually they stretch the concept pretty well. I think they manage to make the movie pretty visually interesting throughout. The problem is, narratively, really thin premise. Shallow, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. well, you know, the big problem with the haunted pool is, like, once you have your character swim in it and they get the spookies... Yeah. Like, why would they get in You just in get again? out of the pool. Yeah. yeah, you just get out of the yeah, pool. Yeah, and then they wouldn't get in it again. Yeah, it's like they... This movie does has a lot of contrivances to get people into the pool. <laughs> as yeah. is kind of as is kind of necessary. Um, so yeah, that, that the cold open ends with the little girl being pulled under um, and she's gone. And we cut to present day and we're introduced to... Our main family, which we mentioned already, uh, the parents are Wyatt Russell uh, and Carrie Condon. Wyatt Russell is a uh, professional baseball player who has been forced into an early retirement uh, because he has MS. So they are uh, looking for a new place to live. They're house hunting uh, in Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul. The the way they introduce that is kind of funny because, like, they introduce that by like their realtor is giving a tour of this house, mm-hmm. and she's emphasizing every like medical uh, feature of the house. You know, they're a block away from the hospital. And they have, like, this life alert system. There's and... railings on the, the bathtubs <laughs> and, and showers it, it and really stuff. It really makes yeah. the father seem like he's on fucking death's door. Yeah, well, like, I mean, we, the jump. he's got, he's walking around with a cane, you know, so we, so we know there's, there's something, there's something wrong with him, you know, so they're looking for places that are sort of, like, friendly to, you know, somebody who is, is ill, that's, you know, accessible, so on and so forth, but uh, they they don't like this place because it's like too cold and impersonal. And then as they're driving, they see a for sale sign uh, outside this house, and they're like, oh, outside of an ugly house. It's I ugly. gotta say, it's a pretty ugly, yeah, an house. ugly suburban house. And they're like, okay, let's take a look at this one. And there's the there's the pool in the back. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the it's the night swim pool. It's the night pool. And it's all, you know, the the pool hasn't been used in, they say that it hasn't been used in, like, decades. It's all, like, green and gross and, like, yeah, it has covered, trash. but it's still full of water for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, ne- it's never been drained, so it's, like, partially covered and it's got, like, branches and stuff in it. And Wyatt Russell uh, sees a baseball floating in the pool and he bends down to try to grab it and uh, he falls into the pool and gets tangled up in the pool cover and uh, as he's being like pulled down into the murk he starts having like this is the first part that I where I started laughing yeah Uh, because it's like he he starts having like visions of himself like back on the baseball field playing in the world series playing in the world series did you did you happen to notice which team he was playing for the Brewers Milwaukee Brewers baby they they mentioned he used to be a a player on the Brewers yeah Milwaukee Um, Brewers baby even though he got traded every year for his (laughs) entire career he's he's like a third baseman (laughs) he keeps getting traded so he must not be a very good uh very good third baseman um but yeah so he's like having these visions of like himself like playing in the World Series and then like it 
it keeps intercutting like as he swings and hits the ball then it cuts and he like throws the tarp off of himself and is able to swim back to the surface and his family pulls him up and basically like immediately after he's like I think we should get that out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I almost drowned in this pool, but you know what? Yeah, the first thing that happened to me when we looked at this house is I almost drowned in the pool, but this is the one, I think. Yeah, zero pushback on <laughs> Zero that. pushback. And, well, I mean, because then the next part, they're, like, uh, they're they're at the hospital, like, doing his tests and stuff, and the, the doctor tells him that, like, oh, your MS is way more serious than we thought. Yeah, she's like, uh, you really need to find a low-impact aerobic exercise you know like walking or swimming a lot of people yeah, was, straight, basically at the camera yeah it's might like, as well yeah or or uh a lot of uh patients recommend swimming and like <laughs> like Wyatt Russell and Carrie Condon like look at you like swimming <laughs> We were just talking about getting a house where I almost drowned in the gross pool out back. And so uh as they're moving in, you know, they're they're doing the 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 fix 'em ups and stuff. Most importantly the pool, the centerpiece of the house. Yes. So they've got yeah, they've gotta fix the pool up. What the movie's all about after all. Right, exactly. You know, they're they're like scrubbing it out and he's Wyatt Russell's like down in the deep they they've drained it and he's like down in the deep and he's like digging gunk and leaves and stuff out of um out of the drain and he cuts himself really badly and just like all this like gross black water starts like bubbling up from the drain and so they get like uh, I don't know pool professionals or something to come over to the house and they're would like would you count that as a pool boy? I predicted there would be a pool boy um, no movie. I don't think so I don't think that counts Okay, no, it was a very confounding bit role I gotta yes. say yeah what is that actor's name? Uh, I don't know. It's I've like, seen him in a bunch of stuff. It's like Ben Sinclair or something like that. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I definitely recognized him, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't put the name. But anyway, he starts giving. He starts telling him, like, I've never seen this before. Your uh, your swimming pool is um is fed by a natural spring." <laughs> Like a natural underground aquifer. It's like, what? <laughs> what? You know where I recognize Ben Sinclair from? He's the, the lead in High Maintenance. Oh, yes. That's a, that is exactly who he is. Yeah. In this, he has like slightly shorter hair and beard. But yeah. yes. Um. Um, but yeah, his role is so confounding because like, Ben Sinclair, as an actor, obviously knows how silly the premise of this movie is. Yeah, I mean, so how I feel could you like not? unlike a lot of the other actors, like he's one of the few that kind of hams it up a bit yeah. in this movie. Um, and I think it works because it's such a bit role. Yeah, um, I think if it was a more major role, it might have worked against it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it would have been annoying. Um it's it's the it's the type of it's the type of movie that if they turned it into a major role it would be played by TJ Miller. Yeah. Yeah, so they they tell him that your pool your suburban Minnesotan swimming pool is fed by I mean I okay, look. I guess Minnesota is the the land of 10,000 lakes or whatever, right? So I guess there's a, there's a lot of natural groundwater there, but um, as someone who's you know spent a lot of time in Minnesota, it is not the land of ten thousand pools. I'll tell you what, <laughs> like that place is fucking it's too cold. Yeah, it's too cold like, for seven like... months of the year. Like there's no way. Like yeah, it's bizarre. Also, like a number of times in this movie, the pool is like steaming did you notice that yeah. and it's like aesthetically it's kind of interesting but i'm like okay so is it like a hot spring but then they're using it for like a summer pool party later and when wyatt russell gets like possessed by the evil water he's like it's cool in the pool babe. it's cool in- <laughs> man that was one of my favorite it's cool the in the pool not to um- jump forward but like <laughs> he's like i don't want to get out of the pool it's cool it's cool in the pool, cool in the he pool. reminded me of that character and i think you should leave that just keeps uh 
who's on like the bachelor date the bachelorette yeah. dating show and he's just there to use the zip line yeah. into the pool <laughs> yes so yes to, we're burying the lead a little bit but yeah once they they do get the the pool filled up and everything and start using it pretty much right away like the big cut on Wyatt Russell's hand heals and he starts feeling better and he's like walking without his cane and he starts doing like some baseball training and like trying to do some rehabilitation it seems like swimming in the pool is somehow healing him yeah i mean the biggest example is when he goes to the little league oh yes yes yes, practice yes it's it is so funny how much this movie makes the fact that wyatt russell's character is a baseball player like a central thing it's like it's almost as important to the plot as the as the pool itself is (laughs) yeah and it's just like continuously throughout the movie they're having him use like baseball euphemisms this is a world where every (laughs) single person knows every single player on every mlb team yeah right um and pays attention to every game yeah all 192 games a year they are locked in yeah everyone knows who this who this uh milwaukee brewers third baseman is I mean, okay, I guess Minnesota is just one state away, whatever. So the son is is in Little League, and... uh, He hates baseball. And he hates baseball, because he's the only one in the family who's not good at it. Because apparently, also, the daughter is good at it. They sort of just mention that. We never really see anything. It's like they just kind of mention. And they also sort of imply that Carrie Condon is good at baseball. I I don't know. Skips the generation, I guess. I don't know. But, well, you know, I mean, so uh, Wyatt Russell, he's a a big-time major league third baseman. So um, he has to – he doesn't coach the baseball team, but he, he is there to help out. He at the at the little league practice, he inexplicably decides to just start like showing up his son. <laughs> yeah, immediately like, after the- his son goes to bat and struggles to hit a ground ball, he's like, you know what. I'll go up to bat and, you know, hit a few. And then hits a fucking honking home run. It goes to slow-mo of him hitting the ball, and he, like, hits the fucking seams off of the ball. Yeah, the the (laughs) stitches on the ball tear because he hits it so hard. Another thing I want to mention about that scene, another inexplicable thing, is the Colin Stetson needle drop. (laughs) Yeah, that's so weird. It's so bizarre. It's so incredibly out of place in the in yeah. this movie you know like colin Stetson has scored a, a lot of uh you know like uh a lot of horror a lot of horror movies and stuff and so for a second i was like oh wait did colin Stetson score this he did not but then i also almost immediately realized that it wasn't even an original piece of music it's a track off of his new album that just came out in 2023 mm-hmm. i recognized yeah. it and it's just like this like weird uh, like semi-experimental like sax solo sax piece like yeah. while at a at a little league practice i mean as someone who played a lot of little league growing up it really should have been scored by like credence like <laughs> <laughs> you mean creed or or no, credence Creed's clearwater, clearwater revival yeah. okay um i was gonna say i i'm uh, I've been too poisoned after seeing Twilight, so now I think every baseball scene and <laughs> Super has, has to be set to Muse. Yeah, uh, maybe the only thing that would have uh, been more out of place in in this movie than the Colin Stetson score. <laughs> what I like about that scene too is that like they've they, <laughs> they've made a point that like the younger son like has a hard time making friends and is kind of you know somewhat of an outcast. He's like the black sheep of the family, and it's like oh you know go to go to uh, baseball practice, go to your little league practice, because then you'll make friends with all of your teammates and stuff. And he goes, and then his dad just fucking, <laughs> it's a fucking insane home run in front of all these kids, and then all the kids just care about the dad. Well, yeah. I mean, the dad clearly, it's that's his least favorite kid. Yeah. Like, it, he makes it clear that the daughter is preferred. Mm. And, like, he even prefers the other 
young boys. That's that's the funny thing about it too is that like the the coach's kid is on the team and he becomes like really enamored with Wyatt Russell because of that uh the the home run he sees him hit so then like later when they have the pool party a couple of scenes later it's like Wyatt Russell is completely ignoring his own son so he can so he can play chicken with the coach's son and this big fucking bald Kurt Angle looking motherfucker just at the pool party yeah just this we don't I don't know I I guess he's supposed to be one of the other parents but I like to imagine that he does doesn't have any kids he just lives alone he just, yeah he just showed <laughs> up because they like invite the whole neighborhood there's just like this big bald kurt angle looking motherfucker yeah. just like jumping in the pool and playing with all the kids and stuff he has that like shower wrinkled forehead yeah um looks like a wrestler ass wrestler mixed between kurt angle and like ryback or something. yeah i was gonna say D- dave batista yeah. um and uh, why? What does White White Russell call him? Steroid Shrek. Yeah, which is a great, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I mean, there is a pool party scene. Uh, I think Cleve called that in, yeah. in our predictions. Though I will say, unfortunately, it's not like End of Piranha. No chaos. No, no, it's not. It's not Gonzo. They didn't. They didn't turn the pool into a blender or anything. Unfortunately. unfortunately, I will say what does end up happening in that scene is pretty funny because, as as we've mentioned, Wyatt Russell has this uh, this other kid on his shoulders and is playing uh, is doing like chicken fights with uh, steroid Shrek and another child. Uh, who I like to imagine is, uh, like, like you said, totally unrelated to steroid track. He just, <laughs> just, just like picked this kid up and put him on his shoulders. And, uh, as they're, as they're chicken fighting, um, they're, they're walking into like the, the, the deeper water of the pool and, uh, <laughs> um, and we see just like, uh, some, some, uh, black, gunk water like come up from the uh yeah well it's funny because a lot of this movie has like creative like almost minimal practicals where it's Mm -hmm. like you know you're looking at spooky creatures through the water they're very subverted and then on the other hand you just have like terrible cg yeah like black smoke monster coming out through the yeah if the drain if if you'll indulge me um uh in in supernatural, uh, when people are possessed by demons, the demons are like black smoke that like fly into their nose and mouth, and then their eyes turn all black. I mean, it's basically and it's, exactly it, this is exactly that, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what happens, and it, it looks it looks about the it looks about the same quality CG yeah, as well. It reminded me hardcore of like the black smoke monster in Lost. From like 2007. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the same. Yeah, it, Supernatural is is the same deal. It's like the same like black smoke demon <laughs> uh, shit from from shit uh, like 15 years ago or more. Um, it does not look great, but yeah, it it comes up from the drain and goes down uh, Wyatt Russell's throat, and the camera follows it down his throat. I I, I appreciated that. Um, and his uh, yep, his eyes turn black. And Don't we he, get like quick cuts of baseball? Yes, we, yes. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. As he's being possessed, we get quick cuts of him playing baseball uh, because this movie <laughs> does not want you to forget. It, it doesn't want you to forget two things: <laughs> baseball, and they have a pool, and they have a pool, and these two things are extremely important. <laughs> And you must not forget them. Um, but yes, as he's being as he's being possessed by the demon, as he's imagining himself playing baseball, um, and then he just like clamps his arms down on the kid's legs and just keeps walking farther back into the pool so the kid's head is submerged. <laughs> so he starts drowning the kid, and for, for, for some reason, through all of this. Wyatt Russell's own son, instead of being out at the pool party with everybody, he has gotten Wyatt Russell's camcorder for some reason and set it up in his room pointing at the pool. 
Yeah. And he he's knows just the been. Pool is that's right. He knows the pool is haunted. There was a scene earlier where uh, the ghost of the little girl who dies at the beginning. Um, she, she does a, a Pennywise. She does a Pennywise. Yeah, from the from the drain. Um, <laughs> it's just straight up the same. Yeah, fucking thing. exactly. So he sees through the camcorder like the kids hands like waving above the surface of the water and is able to run down and get Carrie Condon and they're they're able to to save the the kid before he drowns um and the parents are like we're not pressing charges but don't come to baseball practice anymore (laughs) well what's funniest about that scene is like they say we're not pressing charges officer just don't be around us anymore and then they cut to a wide shot, and there's no police officers anywhere. Yeah, there's... there's, like, a few medics in the background, like, doing stuff. But, like, there's obviously no police officer they're talking to. Yeah, I think I think there is, there is like, an ADR line or something, right? Like, there's somebody there talking to them. But they just, they didn't have the, I don't know if they didn't have the time or the budget or what to get a, a police costume for somebody, because they just left that out. Yeah, well, the funniest part about that whole pool sequence is while that's happening, it's intercut with the mom getting the revelation that a kid died in the pool. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, from their realtor, who's also their neighbor, I guess. And also an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she makes the strongest uh, jello pudding. It's like, yeah, it's like a jello rum pudding. Jello, it's like a pie almost, but it's like yeah, those it's like 70s those... jello. Yeah, exactly. That, that you put in like the mold and make the jello. Yeah. It's like round, uh, but I guess she put a bunch of Captain Morgan in it. Yeah, it's like this one's not for the kitties. <laughs> I feel like you would have to disclose that not one but multiple people have died yeah. in or around the pool. I feel like generally that's true. I don't actually know if that's like a thing that's made up for movies or if it's real or not. They I will say to the movies I don't know, we say credit, but the realtor does say that she didn't find out about that until after she had already sold them the house. Sure. Which that feels like that is probably not above board that like the realtor should know that kind of stuff when she's selling the house yeah. um when she like when she's listing the house right she's like i only found out from my friend later that it was that house it's like what do you mean you're listing the house you're the neighbor you're yeah <laughs> you literally you, live next door yeah, you you what what's going on uh, <laughs> uh. You know, I, I it's whatever. This this movie, I give a pass to shit like that yes. for the most part. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can totally get down with like the dumb head ass stuff. Yeah, like, that's and, the stuff that makes it know, entertaining. After the pool sequence, the mom kind of goes into the lore dump section of the movie mm-hmm. where she like uh, she's an admin at the local school. So she searches her school computer like you would uh, a cop looking in a criminal registry (laughs) and finding, like, the old kid who died in the pool. And uh, she she finds more information, I guess, been happening over and over again. They don't really get too into that, which is fine. But, yeah, we do we do see that that like there's a long history of people who have lived in the house like mysteriously vanishing yeah and you know we do get that follow-up scene where she goes to the mother of the girl yes who, uh well that's yeah that's where we get all the that's where we get all the exposition and we find out like what the deal with the pool yeah. is um and i gotta say i that scene 
where like the exposition dump happens that that stuff works for me really yeah it actually worked pretty well for me i i i was gonna say i think that like the 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 lore of of the evil pool which we'll get into in a second like i actually thought that was like one of the stupider things about the movie but in, in in that same kind of like charming way like this is so fucking dumb but like yeah and i almost feel like you could take that lore and put it in a better movie and it would work pretty well yeah it, it's in a what, way it's so basically what we find out is you know she goes to see she tracks down the mother of the girl who went missing and she finds her living in this uh this you know huge mansion and as she's walking through the house she's telling she's telling her about her her son um who you know is i guess some sort of uh diplomat she says he works in dc and he's the reason she has the big house and that he saved thousands of lives during the sudan crisis due to his diplomacy or so i, yeah, I something like they keep that. it they keep that that's not fleshed out at all but basically like the kid who we saw at the very beginning who was sick has like gone on to have this you know incredible rich fulfilling life and has been very successful and is able to provide for his mother blah blah blah, so on and so forth and carrie condon asked her like well what about your daughter and at first the 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 old woman kind of like right like brushes off she's like oh no there's i've never had a daughter it was just me and my son and then she finally gets it out of her and what we learn is that before before that part of of uh land was developed there used to be like an old pond like an old like wishing well where people from like time immemorial would go and throw money into the the pond and wish for things but there's always a cost somebody had they have to sacrifice somebody to the water and it will take them and then grant a wish um which i will say i i did what i did appreciate about that is that like what, something that we see numerous times throughout uh, the early part of the movie is that like there's a game they play in the pool where they have like a big jar of quarters and somebody outside of the pool will throw the quarters in yeah. and then like the kids have to swim down and try to get all the quarters in one breath like off the bottom of the pool so like then bringing that background later is like oh yeah it's an old wishing well where people would come and throw their money and make offerings and make a wish it's like oh, okay they were sort of uh unintentionally uh performing that ritual of like offering money to the water um i thought i thought that was kind of kind of cool yeah and like i said like i think the reason why this premise kind of worked for me is like you need a reason for the characters to get into the pool again (laughs) after being spooked and like i almost feel like if they leaned into this premise a bit more it would have worked more because like outside of the dad who has plenty of reason because he's getting better. Right. Um, he's the, the wish other, receiver. Yeah, none of the other characters have any reason to get back into the pool right. after being spooked. The two kids even have a conversation where they're like, uh, this pool is haunted, but it's also helping. Can it be both? Right. Well, and, you know, they do also say, like, the kids are like, what do you want? Like, do you want to freak mom and dad out and just have us have to move again? Because they talked earlier about how, you know, they want to put down roots because they're tired of having to, their kids having to start new schools and shit when Wyatt Russell gets traded to so-and-so team. perennial free agent. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, I get, like, there is some kind of motivation there for them to be like, we can't just, like, run from this but yeah you know like they're 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 they really should not be getting back in in the pool over and over again but i mean we see that wyatt russell is like becoming possessed by it yeah um one of the one of the hardest laughs i had in the movie is after this exposition scene with the with the old woman as carrie condon is driving home um before we move on can we yeah finish that scene like i i think the way that scene ends with the mom 
bleeding like black fluid from her eyes. Yeah, dirty water, <laughs> yeah. basically. And like intentionally overfilling the water cup. And it's so over the top that it's And for some funny. reason for some reason she has like a garden fountain in her house. Just like in the, the sitting room. Yeah. Um and that starts overflowing Presumably with like part of the, the pool water. Yeah, I guess. It starts overflowing with the black water and it gets into Carrie Condon's purse. So as she's driving home, she can't call her family because her phone is all waterlogged. But that's that's the part that, that made me laugh really hard because like as she's doing that and it's doing like this dramatic punch on her face, it does this smash cut to watch Wyatt Russell, like, gagging in the shower. Because <laughs> I guess he's being possessed, but the pool water is getting into the shower somehow. The pool it's just water like, is mad at them. Yeah, it's just like this really dramatic, like, dun 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 Carrie Collins, like, and her phone's all wet and she can't. And then it smash cuts, she's just like, It's so good. Yeah, the the... Them trying to, like, have the water do scary shit, like, outside of the pool is some of the, the clunkiest and funniest stuff in this movie. It's like at this when, when shortly after this, when, like, the big climax starts happening and, like, somebody has filled up a glass of water and put it on the counter. And then when they're all, like, running around and the, the water, the glass of water is just, like, very slowly, like, sliding towards the edge of the counter so it can shatter on the floor so when the the daughter comes running through later she slips and falls and like bangs her hand down like a big nasty shard of glass the climax of this movie is a fucking mess it is it's it's a fucking mess i was i was really this is the part of the movie where i was really hoping that would sort of like pull it together because, like, you know, think, thinking about something like Smile, which I feel like is so elevated by, like, its its finale that makes it, like, stand out more aside from kind of how generic the rest of the movie is. Yeah, well, we look at Smile and we have that really cool creature design. Right, and I was really hoping and we were going to get something similar we here. We do have a recurring creature in this movie. Sort of, yeah. But it's just like a, a bloated obese guy kind of yeah well there's a there's a number of like drowned spirits he's the one we see the most then at the end there like when the kid gets dragged in because the the of course like the 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 young kid is the sacrifice right like yeah because why russell fucking hates him right (laughs) right exactly he's the black sheep he's the outcast he's he's the sacrifice um so, like, the pool lures him in and, like, pulls him down. Um, and, like, we see, like, a couple of different ghosts, spirits there um, that, you know, I I think makeup looks pretty good. Like, they, they look spooky. We don't see very much of them. Um, but I think there's something lost by not having, like a central like main yeah. monster well, you know, or ghost right? i guess the, the water movie, is the they, monster they go through like images of all the past people who live there right and <laughs> at one point there's like a picture of a bunch of nuns yeah and they like circle like five of them was the house like, like a a convent it's <laughs> yeah, a, in, in suburban minnesota in that house yeah it's like what what is going on it's like and, and in that we do see like the like this big fat bald guy with like a bowler hat yeah. from like the victorian era or whatever and it's like i think that that's the the big fat uh ghost that we see a number of times i i will say uh i i mentioned it uh last week because it was in the trailer some of the stuff that i do really like in this movie is like when, for lack of a, a, a better word, when the portal in the pool opens, um, and it's just like this deep black abyss, I like all of that stuff. Yeah, I think it it's works. pretty cool. It remind- I, I really like the shot where you see like the image of like the rectangle. Yeah, of the, the of the the pool. the pool. Yeah, it's just like this sort of window into reality. That reminds me a lot of um, much. A, a, a much better film uh but the the sunken place in get out 100%, um yeah. 
uh, although that's a, a more metaphorical sunken place to this this one's literal sunken place. Um, but I, I like I like that part where uh, I, I guess to preface my problem with the climax, why I think it's so messy, is because it basically becomes like two different movies at the same time. Because simultaneously you've got Carrie Condon diving into, you know, the abyss, into the pool to try to save her son who is being, you know, dragged into oblivion. But it's also cutting back into a much more sort of generic slasher demonic possession kind of thing in the house where Wyatt Russell is possessed by the black water and is chasing his daughter around Mm -hmm. trying to kill her. And I just like, I don't think the interplay between those works at all. And I think if anything, the stuff with Wyatt Russell and the daughter, like really, undercuts the much cooler like supernatural shit that's happening in the pool you well, know yeah, and it's almost implied later that wyatt russell understands that a sacrifice needs to be made and he knows his son is drowning in the pool right so like there's not really a lot of reason for him to like chase down the daughter well it's yeah, I think it's just to stop her from getting help because he's possessed by the water or whatever. I I also think like the the makeup on that looks pretty bad. It's kind of the generic like black veins around the eyes and yeah, mouth and yeah. stuff and like the kind of pasty skin. And he's <laughs> and he's like chasing around. He's like, you got to keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> like it, like what is happening? Baseball. Baseball. What is happening? I uh, he does do like the one like kind of fun little Marco Polo uh, joke that's like the callback to the scene earlier where the daughter's playing with Which her we didn't with her really boyfriend. Talk about, but it's in the trailer, it's in the trailer. So. We kind of talked about it last week. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's cut a little differently in the film. Um, I again, I, I I thought that was all pretty well done um i like the 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 sister swimming down you know again into into the abyss um but uh meanwhile like in the in the climax like i think the stuff with carrie condon is really cool i like that before she jumps in she like unrolls the hose and ties it around the diving board to use it as both like a lead so she can find her way back but also she's like breathing into it yeah really clever like as she's just yeah as she's just like swimming down into this endless black void uh and you know at a certain point she runs out of lead and has to let go and like keep going after her son um and then you know while they're down there they're getting attacked by all the spirits so on and so forth and i actually really like the way that they end up getting out of it um she's like trying to swim up and she can't see like the the rectangle of light anymore and then like the the spirit of the little girl who died at the beginning shows up and she like holds out her hand and opens it and one of the quarters that they had thrown in the pool earlier comes out and it starts floating up and then we do this really nice uh camera turn where it inverts the whole thing we see that she's actually been lost and swimming deeper down and she looks down between her feet and can see the uh the light of of uh the the real world up above and is able yeah. to swim to that and i i i liked all of that again it the impact of it is is uh really undercut by continuing to cut <laughs> To cut back to possessed Wyatt Russell running around being like, this is going to be a real home run. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they do save the son. Yes. They pull him out and he's non-responsive and uh, Carrie Condon is like giving him uh, CPR and mouth to mouth and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Crucially, the daughter uh, beats the black water out of Wyatt Russell with a baseball <laughs> bat. She literally just wag. She just she literally just beats the shit out of him with a baseball bat until he flo- throws up all of the the demon water or whatever. Yeah. To the point where he's like, "Well, 
Guess I'll die. <laughs> well, no, he he uh, as they're trying to get away after he's come back to himself, as they're getting farther away from the pool, then the sun starts getting sick and you see the like the black veins in him. And they're like, oh, no, it's and he starts blah, blah, blah. and they're like, oh, no, it's getting him. And then one of the things that um, the old woman was saying and possessed Wyatt Russell is saying, it's like, oh, love requires a sacrifice. Love requires a sacrifice. And earlier when the the old woman says that to Carrie Condon, Carrie Condon's like, no, that's not true. It's not a sacrifice if you get something from it. You know, like it's for it to be a sacrifice, it has to be selfless. So Wyatt Russell decides oh somebody has to pay the water somebody has you know some it has to take somebody so i'm going to give myself to it so my son can live so it's a true sacrifice um yeah. and you know yeah he's dejected as well after getting the sh- shit beat yeah, out right. of him yeah he reali- he realizes he realizes he's never going to he's never going to take the Milwaukee Brewers to the World Series <laughs> um and so he wades into the pool and swims into the uh the big uh cloud of black uh that is billowing up from the drain and he is gone um and then uh the movie we get we get a night a brief little epilogue where uh they're like they're like we don't have to stay here we could just move and then the mom is like but if we do that then somebody else is going to move in and the same thing's going to happen all over again so we have to stay here to make sure the pool never hurts anybody ever again and they've got like a big backhoe that comes in and starts pouring dirt into the pool um and uh yeah and then the movie's and then the movie's over it's a nice setup for uh Night Swim 2, The yeah, Swamp. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I don't think Night Swim 2 is happening. <laughs> no, after the, the packed theater. Yeah, all six people in the theater on opening night. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, night, I don't think we're getting a Night Swim 2. Um, and you know what? That's probably for the best. I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, shall we rate this? Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to mention quick is that cat did nothing wrong. The cat did nothing and wrong. And it didn't deserve to die. No. At least, at least it happened off screen. Yes. I like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna kill the animal in the, in the horror movie, then at least don't make me watch it. Um, but yeah, grand, grand whopping kill count in this movie of two people, one at the very beginning and one at the very end. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, again, I, this isn't quite what I was expecting it to be, but it wasn't a miserable time. Not a very good movie. Um, but weird and goofy enough to at least be entertaining for a single watch. I I have a hard time believing that this movie is going to leave any sort of long-lasting impression on me or if I'll ever have a desire to watch it again. Um, But it was fine. Three out of five. Yeah, well, you know, a couple years ago we talked about the Black Phone being, like, the ultimate example of a three out of five movie. Yeah. Night Swim feels like the ultimate example of a two and a half out of five movie to me. Where, like, it is very much like Black Phone, mediocre and mostly forgettable, but it leans slightly towards the bad than towards the good. And also without, like, a really uh, a really big uh, big name actor to hold it down like yeah. Ethan Hawke. I think Carrie Condon is pretty good in this, and, and Wyatt Russell is fine, too. The kids yeah. are whatever. Yeah, so this is a two and a half out of five for me. And I think it's like the perfect example of a two and a half out of five movie. I I don't think it's bad. I think it's funny a lot of the time, but it's 
wholly forgettable. Yeah, totally. Um, well, as as you spoiled at the beginning, uh, Cleve did also want to give us a, a, a rating uh, to throw on this as well. I didn't and, spoil that. He phoned in. Oh, that's right. He phoned in. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland also gives this a two and a half out of five. So uh, between the three of us, Night Swim will get an average of 2.7 out of five. Uh, really starting the year strong. <laughs> um, next week... It's my pick. Yes. Um, and uh, I've had this pick teed up for a minute. I'm pretty excited. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, Frank Darabont's The Mist. Hell yeah. It's been a long, a long time, time coming. coming yeah, it's sure. been a long time coming. Um, a really, really excellent film that I'm excited to talk about. Um, and uh, one of the better Stephen King adaptations. So join us next week for uh, our discussion of The Mist. We won't do a sponsor this week since since Cleveland is uh, is drowned uh, at home <laughs> in his bed. Got um, any recommendations for the week? Yes, I do. Uh, I'll do our our Patreon stuff first. Sure. Um, but uh, if if you like the show. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to the honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, Micah, Mitchell, and Jan. Y'all are the best. Um, you can join them again over at Patreon. Follow us at letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod. You'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. Um, for my recommendation this week, uh, I have been, for a while now, uh, reading... Um, Gene Wolfe's uh, science fantasy series, The Book of the New Sun, um, which I've I've really been enjoying. Um, I'm on the third book out of four right now, um, and uh, I just read a chapter yesterday that uh, I am like eighty percent convinced uh, inspired uh, the bear uh, in Annihilation. Um, very cool yeah so if you like it's it's one it's science it's technically science fiction but it's one of those things where it's so far in the future that like the world is dying and humanity has regressed and it's basically medieval again except for like the highest levels of society science fantasy yeah it's science fantasy is precisely what it is um uh and and it's it's good i would i would bigly recommend it you got anything yeah, uh, I'm going to recommend this movie I watched a couple weeks ago called Real Life. Um, it's Albert Brooks' uh, first feature comedy movie. Essentially, Albert Brooks plays himself. He goes um, to do a PBS series on a real American family. Things don't go exactly as planned. Uh, so, you know, as the film goes on, he intervenes more and more. And the the producers and the execs try to intervene more and more. And it's one of the most ahead-of-its-time comedies I've ever seen. It it was put out in 1972, and it feels at home now. Uh, It feels like it was very influential for stuff like Nathan For You and Nathan Fielder in general. It's on Canopy, so if you have a library card... Um, you can probably access it. Um, Shout out public really libraries! Yeah. <laughs> Shout out public libraries! Um, hell yeah! I that sounds very much up my alley. Um, I'm definitely uh, in in the mood for that kind of stuff after, um, from watching like The Curse. Oh um, man, yeah we we haven't recommended that, but talk about an uncomfortable viewing experience. God, tell me about it. Yeah, if you uh, if you don't like to cringe, I can't recommend the curse. But uh, <laughs> if you like Nathan Fielder's brand of of comedy combined with Benny Softy's cynicism, uh, then the curse is for you. That's a little yes. bon- That's a little bonus recommendation. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Keep Cleveland in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next week hopefully this movie did not permanently end him Um, but until next time stay out of the deep end why don't ya (laughs) 
Not and grew around some people living their life in bottles. Granddaddy had the golden flash, backstroke every day in Chicago. Some people like the way it feels. Some people want to kill their sorrow. Some people want to fit in with the popular. That was my problem. I was in a dark room, loud tunes, looking to make a vow soon. That I'ma get fucked up, filling up my cup. I see the crowd mood changing by the minute, and the record on repeat. Took a sip, then another sip, then somebody said to me, Nigga, why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. First, you get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. I wave a few bottles, then I watch you all fly. All the girls wanna play, they watch. I got a swimming pool full of liquor, and they dive in it. Pool full of liquor, I'ma dive in it. Headshot. Sit down. Stand up. Pass out.